Willow. This is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I want to welcome you to my podcast today. I'm so excited you're here. I really am. <laughs> and on my podcast, I talk about all things related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, erotica. I read mine and others. I do interviews of people who are erotica authors and other people and somehow related to something to do with sex. So that brings me to say, if you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now. This is not for you. But for the rest of us, oh, hell yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's go. For all of us who are 18 and over, thank you for following by the rules. Now, today, I have a very special guest. She's an erotica author and poet. And I am going to read an excerpt of her work, and then we will move on to the interview portion where I actually talk with her. She's from Scotland, and so she has this amazing Scottish accent, which I find very exciting and just... Oh, it's just so fun. <laughs> love, love, love being able to talk to people all around the world who write erotica. I mean, what a special thing that is. And I absolutely love it. I love connecting with other writers. If you're an erotica author, contact me. I'd love to interview you too. Okay. This is about Lucy's character, Charlotte. And in the interview, we talk about Charlotte. But first off, I am going to just read the excerpt. So sit back, get ready, and listen and enjoy. And also, I will put the links to all of her work down in the podcast notes so you can easily access her work. Okay, this is An Intimate Encounter by erotica author Lucy Lewis. I need to kiss you. It's all I've thought about since, well, since the bathroom at the party. Charlotte flushed again. She could feel the pulsing getting stronger and her panties getting wetter as she remembered that night. How passionate it was. How desperately he had fucked her and how intense her climax had been. Charlotte leaned in, inviting his kiss. Danny obliged, hungrily kissing her, his tongue caressing hers as he lost himself in the moment. Charlotte let herself be swept away, sinking into his embrace. She felt herself being guided backward, towards nook in the wall behind her. As her back made contact, he pressed his body against hers, his kiss becoming deeper and greedier. She could feel his excitement as he pressed against her, digging in, throbbing with passion. Suddenly, his hand grasped her tousled hair as he began sensually nuzzling her neck. Charlotte let out a gasp, followed by a delighted moan as he kissed right behind her ear, sending goosebumps over her sensitive skin. His hand slid down from her waist to the hem of her skirt and then trailed purposefully up her inner thigh. Charlotte felt like her crotch may explode. 
explode with pure electric pleasure pulsating inside her. Pulling her panties aside, he gently caressed her intimate area, carefully exploring, searching for her pleasure point. She gasped as his fingers brushed over her clit. Taking his cue, he began working the area with expert precision. Drawing soft circles, he watched her face, drinking in her pleasure. She began to rub his imprisoned direction up and down its length. A groan echoed from his lips, so erotic it sent a shiver through Charlotte's entire body. Her breath quickened as she felt herself approach her apex. Danny noticed her incline and pulled back, allowing her to return to equilibrium. She composed herself whilst he gently kissed her décolletage. Ease, I need to come, she whispered in his ear. Soon, not yet. Just enjoy the feeling. Ride the edge. Soon. Not yet. Just enjoy the feeling. Ride the edge. He said as he trailed gentle bites up her thigh, making her writhe and moan with pleasure. Biting her lip, she breathed deeply as he caressed her tantalizingly close to her vulva. A red-hot rush of delight filled her loin as he brushed over her lips, narrowly missing her clit. Please, she begged. Danny looked up at her with a mischievous grin. What is it, baby? What do you want? Lick my clit, please. I need to come. <laughs> oh. Moaned Charlotte. How much do you need it? He asked, licking her smooth outer lips. So bad, please. I need to come so bad. She gasped, almost pleading. Okay. You've been very patient. And with that... He licked her pussy in its entirety, finding every nerve ending, every pleasure point. He devoured her, feasted on her nectar, bringing her to the verge of oblivion. She could feel her hard clit pulsating as he focused his attention there, licking infinity signs, making her twitch. Suddenly, he slid a finger inside her, feeling her wetness and massaging her to perfection, licking and sucking her clit as he pressed her G-spot with precision. Her moans became frantic now. I'm going to come, she breathed alerting him to her imminent tumble. And come she did, harder than she had ever orgasmed before in 
epic climax took control of her body, and she desperately fought to stay standing. She bit her hand to stop herself from screaming out for fear of alerting a passerby to their activities. Danny drank her down, delighting in her release and the pleasure it gave him. Oh, that is yummy. I love that. I love that last line. Danny drank her down, delighting in her release and the pleasure it gave him. Oh, that's good. I love to read about that kind of thing where a partner loves to pleasure the other and it gives them pleasure. Oh, that's hot. So that was a very sexy, sexy reading. And if you want to read the rest, you can click through the link in the podcast notes and read the rest of Lucy Lewis's story. Okay, now we're going to move on to the actual interview where we get to talk to this lovely woman who wrote this sexy piece. And her name is Lucy Lewis, and she is from Scotland, which I think is really cool. I'm from the U.S., and she has an amazing accent, so this is exciting. (laughs) I'm really excited to introduce her work to you and to talk with her and learn more about what she does and what she enjoys writing and her work. Welcome, Lucy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. It is very exciting. So, (laughs) Tell me what you write. So I write a mixture. Um, a lot of my work is erotica, um, both short stories, and I write some erotic poems as well. Nice. Now, are your poems erotic, or do you do both erotic and non-erotic poems? I both. Um, most of them are erotic poems, but I also do some poems around sort of mental health, depression, and anxiety. Um, but most of my work tends to be the erotic side of things. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, you know, I would really love to introduce people listening to your work. Do you have something that you could share with us that you could read for us? I do. I've got my latest poem to be published. It's called Touch Me. Awesome. Touch me everywhere. Caress my silky skin, gliding, sliding down, staring me from within. Touch me everywhere but there. Please tantalize. I implore you, explore every curving crevice. Touch me. My skin tingles with delight as your fingers take flight. Slowly, oh so slowly, feathery flutters over me. Touch me. Brush devilishly close. Hush my lips as I protest. Hesitate. Make me wait. Teach me to be patient. Touch me. Build the pulsating pleasure your fingers purposefully provoke. Fleeting fluttery flicks, lustful lingering licks. Touch me. I need you to touch me there. My fever pitch primed, heightened excitement under your wandering hand. Touch me. I desperately demand. Find the place I crave to be touched. Press my pleasure point. Emancipate my passion. Touch me like only you can masterful hands trained painstakingly practiced in the art of my desire touch me claim me finish me be my tenacious tension orchestrate my crescendo touch me till i'm done that's it wow that's awesome that's very sensual (laughs) a lot of tension and a lot of building up i love it that's awesome thank you very much 
Now, where are you going to end up publishing that? So it's been published um, into All Things Sex and Erotica. Oh, nice. That's an online publication. It's um, or it's on Medium. Oh, yes. Yes. So All Things Sex and Erotica is the publication name. Very nice. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So my first question to you is, what is your favorite sexual position and why? Well, my favorite sexual position, boringly enough, is probably the missionary position. So certainly I wouldn't want to stay there all night, but it seems to get me where I need to go. I think there's something nice about being able to look at each other's eyes and it just is quite an intimate position. So probably that is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually agree with you. That's actually my favorite position as well for those oh. reasons. And it just, I don't know, it just seems to hit the right spot for me, especially if my legs yeah. are bent, you know, like yeah. up towards my armpits. It just, it just hits in the right damn spot. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about your writing, and I'm really interested to learn more about you and your process. I love talking to other writers and figuring out what they do, how they do it, and what works for them, because everyone's so different with that. Tell me about your writing and where people can find it. So my writing at the minute is exclusively really on Medium. So what I tend to do is I will do small, very short poems on Twitter um, and links to my poetry on Medium and my short stories as well. And I've branched out actually into articles. So what I do often is I will send them for publication um, in there's a few different magazines that I sort of write for, depending exactly what what I have written and which one I think will be the best fit. That's perfect. I hear a lot of people write for medium and I don't do that yet. So I should check, should check that out, but it sounds very, very great because you, you can reach a wider audience with, with medium, correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's, it's really great. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not quite new to it. I think like sort of four weeks. So I did used to go on WordFest and one of my now the managing editor of one of the magazines um that I put my writing into suggested medium um and I do I have to say I love it. That's awesome. So why did you choose to start writing erotica? What was your trigger? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, 
<laughs> Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning after he uses Manscaped. You can say, hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads. One for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. So I've always written, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, and then about six months ago, um, I got very into erotic hypnosis. And what I found was with that has come um, a lot of imagination around sort of sensuality and erotic, so a lot of erotic thoughts. And it just makes sense to put those down into my writing. It just seemed to come naturally to me. I would be lying in bed and it would come to me and I would think oh I really want to write a poem about what's about what's just maybe happened or something that I've thought about oh I could write a story about something that I've maybe found quite erotic myself so yeah it did it just seemed to come from um the erotic hypnosis funnily enough that's awesome so do you like to be the one being hypnotized or do you like try to hypnotize another person your partner well, I have never tried to hypnotize anybody else. I would be quite interested because, again, it's all writing. You have to have the right sort of words in yeah. the hypnosis process. You've got to have a lot of suggestive sort of ways of talking. So it would be interesting to branch out. But at the minute, it's I the subject um, being hypnotized and I love it. It's so relaxing and calming. And oh, I, I do, I do enjoy it. That's awesome. Well, it sounds very <laughs> sensual, very sexy and wonderful. <laughs> a wonderful thing to explore. We should all look into that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part of the writing process? My favorite part is just the getting into writing the the story itself. Um, I, I already have an idea in my head exactly where it's going to go and what's going to happen. And I just like to let it naturally evolve. So I will literally start writing um, and just see where the story goes, how the characters evolve, how their relationship progresses. So that would be my favourite part, just really let my imagination go crazy, get it all down on paper. And what works better for you? Do you like plan it out with an outline or do you just kind of sit down and start to see what comes out? I'll have an outline in my head. So I'll know how it's going to start. I know how the characters will meet. I know how, you know, what's going to happen with those two characters and how it's going to resolve at the end. But then it's the in-between parts that just sort of happen quite naturally. Um, Just as I'm writing, I haven't planned too much about what they'll say to each other. I don't plan too much about 
if they are going to get passionate exactly what's going to happen it will all progress as I write through the story and I see how the relationship progresses I'll kind of know naturally what's going to run smoothly so it's a very loose outline really yeah, that's a good way to do it because you can always fill in those parts after, make them as short or as long as you want, as long as you know mm-hmm. sort of where you're, where you're going and some sort of an outline, even if it's super simple. Yeah. Do you have a favorite character, story, or poem that you have created? So I've got uh, like series of stories going on at the minute, um, and I like the main character her name's Charlotte I do like her she's very open she's very sort of um experimental and she's quite sort of open with her sexuality and I quite like that because I think especially when I was younger it wasn't okay to be that way it was kind of like women's proper and you know you shouldn't be going out and sleeping with people and you know so it's nice to have somebody who's self-assured in her own sexuality and she's she doesn't have any kind of embarrassment about going after what she wants. So I do really like her as a character. Yeah, she sounds fabulous. I think that's <laughs> a great role model for all women. Exactly. And that's a nice thing about writing. I feel like, too, it's like if you haven't done something like that, you can get lost in a story and really enjoy that and experience it, at least in that way that you weren't able to do in real life. Absolutely, yeah, because I find it's not till now or later on um, down the line that I'm starting to have, so I've lost a lot of the embarrassment around sex and I've lost the taboos and now I feel like I can be honest and I do wish that I'd had that back in maybe in my early 20s. Um, It would have been quite freeing, I think. So yeah, it is nice to do that for Charlotte and have her have that openness and the ability to experiment and let her imagination run wild. Yeah, I find a lot of women that I talk to feel this exact same way. So this is a great thing to write about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I know you touched on a little bit ago about how long you have been writing. Have you been writing other things before erotica or exactly how long have you been attempting to write? I would say I've written as a hobby forever, really. Um, I used to write sci-fi I used to write um like psychological thrillers but I don't think I ever had the courage to put anything out I would maybe half finish something and then I would be like no I'll go back to that later I'll go back to that later almost to sort of prevent me from putting anything out there um for people to tell me it was no good so I suddenly got the confidence when I started putting my my shorter poems and things onto Twitter and got some good feedback so and then I became friends with some of the person I was telling you about that had that wrote for um, Medium and he's been really great at encouraging me to put things out there and everything's been getting really well sort of regarded and I've been getting lots and lots of really good feedback um, I've had 10 pieces 11 pieces actually now published with different um, publications so it's just lovely now being able to put things that I've written out there to be read rather than it sitting on my hard drive and I mean I've read it. I think that's great and you know sometimes we do need that and it's kind of interesting that sometimes social media 
can be where we start that testing ground and it can grow. And I agree, if you start to see people like what you're doing, then you're going to do more and more. And that is what, that's the push you need. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that confidence, isn't it? And I think all writers <laughs> will sort of say they struggle with imposter syndrome and it's like, oh no, it can't possibly be as good as I think it is. And often it's putting it out there and, you know, if you like it, the chances are there's other people who are going to like it. And it's just taking that step, isn't it? But, and I'm really glad I did. It's absolutely. Yeah. The key to remember is that not everyone likes everything. So when you start getting some negative feedback, you just got to let that go because no, everyone isn't going to like everything. We aren't the same people. And that used to bother me. And then I thought, you know what? There's certain things I don't like. I mean, I don't know why people feel like they have to make a negative comment about something they don't like. I just usually move on. But at the same time, we aren't all the same people. We're not all going to like the same things. And how boring would that be if we all like the same things anyway? So just, we got to oh, let it go. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Very good advice. I think we would drive ourselves crazy if we were worrying about every criticism that we ever received. But yeah, you're right. We need all sorts and we need all sorts of writing to, to be interesting, definitely. I have a question that I love to ask writers. And this question is... What was an early experience where you learned that language had power? Oh, absolutely. I remember um, probably in my teenage years. Now, I come from like a little mining village in Scotland. Okay. Um, now, I grew up with my dad in the RAF, the Royal Air Force. So we moved around a lot. So I met lots of people. I developed quite an extensive vocabulary I spoke um definitely to people who live here um so I would find that I would get taken a lot more seriously with the words I used and the language that I used and I would definitely get quite a positive response um people and I think it's it was then that I realized yeah the way that you word things and the words that you use definitely can have influence over what we are sort of an experience goes. So I think I learned that from a very young age. I think even maybe not even teens, maybe sort of the tens, elevens, I found that like teachers would take me more seriously because I would speak quite, you know, I would put things quite eloquently, <laughs> if you like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely from a very young age. Yeah, that's great. I love that answer. <laughs> I think it's true. I think it's very true. So do you find yourself doing any sort of research for your writing? I do, um, mostly for my articles. I'll do a lot of research for them. Um, I tend to just use online. There's a lot of really good, um, like, professional articles and professional research that you can look up online, um, as well as, as different articles. But um, also, if I'm doing a piece, and it is about something maybe I am not 100% sure of, like sub, something if it's maybe around um, some a subject around BDSM and it's not something I've ever done, I'll look that up and I'll read about that and make sure that I'm knowledgeable and I'm not sort of going into it with and not doing it justice. So I do, for my stories, do some light research if it's something that I'm not sure about. 
Um, and in fact, I had written about something and one of my editors came back to me and just says, oh, could you read this article, please? Because the way you've put something, I'd rather you kind of elaborated on it. And that was really helpful to be sort of pointed towards really good resources. So I do do a bit of research, but mostly from articles. Yeah. What did we do before the Internet? I often wonder that, like, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just even changed the way people write. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and it would take you so much longer to find anything. And, you know, some things you wouldn't find because some libraries, I mean, aren't probably very many libraries that will put BDSM topic books in their story or in their that's, libraries. That's you know? so, so true. Exactly. We've got that whole censorship of libraries. Well, now we've got the internet. We don't have that, which, I mean, of course, there's censorship on some sites, but mm-hmm. wow, it's really opened up so much for everyone. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. It really, really has. It's made the process so much more streamlined and easy. What is your definition of success as a writer and or author? Um, for success for me at the moment is just having people reading my work and enjoying it and I love when they come back to me and either say that it spoke to them it's evoked emotion from them it's maybe helped them process things that maybe they didn't know quite how to process before had somebody once the best piece of feedback I've ever had and I genuinely had a little cry was that I was given a voice to the voiceless and that was lovely. So that's my success is by just moving people and having people just taking a moment to enjoy something for themselves. And, you know, it's it's a nice feeling being able to do that as a writer. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's those people that reach back out to you and it just means so much to hear, like you said, giving a voice to the voiceless. That's That's huge. Mm-hmm. And how wonderful that you can feel that you've even helped this person, even emotionally. I mean, not only entertaining, but actually helping someone process something that maybe bothered them or an experience that they still struggle with, or maybe one that they really now say, hey, I, I should be able to enjoy this memory and I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an absolutely wonderful feeling. So describe a typical writing session for you. My, at the moment, in summer, it's lovely. I can go outside. Um, so I go outside and I'll take like a cup of coffee or something. And I will just sit down and try and get a really good hour at it. Just um, I find if I'm getting a lot of, I've got four children. So if I get a lot of um, interruptions, you can tell in my writing that that happens. I'll get into a flow, then all of a sudden it kind of stops, and then when it picks back up again, it's very noticeable that it's a different sort of time that I've written. So I try and make sure that I can get time when it won't be disturbed, and I will just be able to write solid for an hour, two hours if I'm really super lucky. Um, but yeah, that's my favourite way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Not being interrupted is a huge thing. And it especially when you're you're really going heavy on something and you want to you want to get all your thoughts out and before, you know, someone comes and interrupts you, well, you might lose those thoughts. You don't want that to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Um especially with the poetry because although I've kind of written it in my head, 
I really want the words to sound a certain way. So if I've interrupted interrupt during a poem, I'm just like, oh no, it's going to take me ages to get back into the flow of that one. Oh, absolutely. And I do write some poetry myself too. And I, I started on Twitter about two years ago. And I have actually found that writing tweets have has actually helped me write poetry because of their, their character limit. Yes, I would so agree. You really need to get to the point of the matter, don't you? <laughs> you have no choice. Twitter restricts you, unless you're going to do a whole bunch of strings of tweets, which you can do, of course. But mm. you know, if you want to get it all in that just first tweet, you really got to work it and make it you know, exactly fit. <laughs> exactly, that's it. I've only recently pen-named um, for my erotica after I had a bit of a discussion because I was doing all of my writing on one Twitter account and I was convinced pen name and I thought, yeah, I think that is a good idea. So I've had to start up a new Twitter account. So I'm building up my followers just now. So I'm that's fun trying to do erotica and because I didn't do erotica tweets because it was a mainstream account and I had lots of different people I thought well I won't do that but um I found trying to get a full erotica story in 155 characters that is a challenge (laughs) it's a fun one like you say it makes you really good at it (laughs) oh yeah it is a challenge and yeah and I feel like the more you do it the better you get at it you know Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally hear that. You don't want, you know, they're just for erotica, there often has to be a separation, especially if you, you know, separation from your, your normal life or other writing that you do, because it just doesn't mesh and people aren't very, people are judgmental, unfortunately. So yeah, <laughs> I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. <laughs> do you tend to develop your characters first or your plot? Um, I would probably say I develop the character first. Um, as I say, I'm doing a wee f- series, and I wanted to know what the main character, what she was going to be like, what sort of personality she had, you know, um, what what her likes were and everything. So I did want to know that before I started the actual writing process. So I definitely developed my characters first. Yeah, I, I often do that, too. I may have an idea of what I'm going to do, but I really like to, to flesh out the characters first. And I'll even like write down what they look like uh, just to give myself. This just makes them more real. Yeah, definitely. And it makes the writing process easier to even know what they're like as well and what they are like as a person. And especially if you base it kind of around people you might already kind of know or, you know, so you kind of think, oh, I'll know what they'll say in that situation and I know how they'll act in that situation. Right, exactly. So what are you working on now? You said you're working on the short one, the book, or is it a story or a book? So they're short stories, yeah. So it's little kind of short stories around situations. It's mainly about Charlotte and uh, a man she's met called Danny. And kind of the development of each sort of story is a further development in their relationship as they go along. So that's working on that as well as doing sort of poetry. And I'm writing an article, funnily enough, about erotic hypnosis. Oh, so that's what I'm wow. So that's interesting. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. I should put the link to. Have you written any other ones with the hypnosis yet that I could include the link down in the podcast notes? I've written, I wrote a piece on the female orgasm, and that mentioned hypnotic um, 
sorry, erotic hypnosis. It did mention it, but this is going more into my experience about it. Mm. It's going to have obviously some research about um, how it works, why you can actually feel sensations without being touched. Mm. And my favourite hypnotist is hopefully going to answer some questions I've given him. Um, and so hopefully I can include them in the article as well, fingers crossed. That sounds awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> I guess these next two questions are ones you've already answered because they're about your goals. Or do you have any other goals you'd like to add? I would say probably my ultimate goal will be to write a novel when I have more time. Um, at the minute, I have, as I say, four young children. I work evenings and I'm studying a degree as well. So writing really has to fit around all that. So the thought of trying to aim for a novel at the minute is quite a reach. So that's why I find that the poetry and the shorter stories just suit me where I am just now. I can hone my writing skill, um, improve, and then so in three years' time, go for the, the bigger goal of the actual erotic novel, which would be the ultimate goal. Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, people really like the short ones, too, because they may not have a lot of time and they can read it real quick, you know? Definitely. I enjoy reading short pieces of erotica because there's very little time I have to sit around reading a novel. Um, so I'm exactly in that boat where I like the short stories. I've just bought one a bit recently. There's four short stories and it suits me down to the ground. Very nice. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began writing erotica that you know now? Oh, um, something I wish I'd known that I know now. I think, and still, to be honest, that I'm still learning is what's the sort of limits to decency? Like, I like to be very sort of descriptive and I like to, I like to include things that I'm curious about or that I enjoy. And I think finding the limits to what people will accept as sort of quite okay to read about and or they would go oh no that's a bit much that's probably what I would because I'm quite starting out in erotica not writing necessarily but erotica I'd say that's what I'd like to know it's it's a difficult one because it's so subjective and I've asked other erotic writers that are a bit more experienced than I am I just get such a varying kind of opinion and so that's what I'm treading the line just now, probably as an erotic writer. I don't know if you feel the same about, you're like, oh, should I say that? That's quite graphic. Yeah, I, I totally think that's true. And I, I do also think that we, as writers, can write on multiple levels. And those levels can vary where they are published. Like, for instance, you may say something different in one spot where you wouldn't in another. So I think we can cater ourselves. And, you know, some writers will just, they just pick a line and they never cross it. Some people go over that line in some things and not others. Um, I think it's something that I think writers have to figure out for themselves what they want to do, because it kind of seems like whatever you write, there is a place to put it. That's good to know then. That is good to know. Yeah. It's good to know if I do just want to go crazy one day and not worry about what people will think, that there would still be a home for it at the end of the day. That's that's kind of reassuring, isn't it? 
It is. I mean, the things you would have to worry about would be like if you put something on Amazon and they they don't like it, they might take it down. You know, I've had I've talked to writers who've done that. But if you write something that even Amazon rejects, there's also another publishing spot. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's called Smashwords. Oh, no, I've not heard of that one before. Smashwords has often accepted things that Amazon has rejected. So if an author wrote something and Amazon was like, uh, no way, nix, that's out of here. They've turned around and published it on Smashwords. Oh, right. Well, I need to bear that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's a definite <laughs> good thing that it's out there. And there just seemed to be a little bit less of censorship over there. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's really good to know. I'll keep that in mind of it, but I do decide to go absolutely (laughs) what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and this can be writing it can be your life it can be whatever you want to say the biggest surprise genuinely will be um the amount of lovely feedback that I've had from my writing I think I knew that I quite liked it and I think I thought well people might sort of enjoy it but I've had people genuinely calling themselves fans now I wouldn't certainly myself class and that I've got fans but you know when you hear that somebody's so and you know that there's certain people that will read everything you put out they will not miss anything that you've written and that's just been the biggest surprise to me I didn't expect that at all which is just lovely oh it's wonderful and it's such great support when people do that and it is and is affirming for that writer to know hey somebody wants to read my words and that's huge Definitely, because with writing, I think it's just such a personal thing. It's such a big part of your soul, especially things like poetry. You are literally putting a piece of your soul into that and you're letting people see a side of you that normally wouldn't be put out quite as willingly. And for people to accept that side of you as well and to tell you how good it is. And it's just really affirming and it is. It's absolutely lovely. And I think that's been the biggest surprise, how just kind people are and how, how how much they enjoy what I write and it's just been it's been a lovely experience that's awesome I love to hear that kind of thing <laughs> so where can readers connect with you online you've got medium and you're on twitter what's your handle on twitter again by the way so it's lucy lewis 1980 1980 perfect are you on any other social media sites or do you just kind of stick to twitter I'm on Twitter. Somebody has said that I should be on Instagram um, and I've started setting up an Instagram account, um, but there's not been any activity there. I still need to kind of see how that works and how I'm going to negotiate that. So at the minute, my writing certainly is on Twitter and on Medium. That's the two places that I interact at the minute. Perfect. I am on Instagram, so I'll just give you one little piece of advice. They're a little mm-hmm. bit more... Um, censorship over there so just be a little bit more scaled back than you would be on twitter because they will they will block you or you know prevent a post so they're just a little bit more strict over there but at the same time it's also a very good place to be because people can find you and the really cool thing about instagram is they don't have the limit of characters that you could put a really long thing on there and you can add a lot of hashtags so that people can find you oh that's interesting do you know i this just shows you that i never use instagram i didn't know you could (laughs) write things on it i thought it was just for photos really so that's actually really good to know 
You can even put videos on there. You could record your voice through your video on your phone and upload that. I do that a lot too. It It is very nice because I've even seen people put like really short stories on there. And you can put, I think, last I heard, you can put up to like 20 hashtags. So oh. if someone puts in hashtag sexy story and you have that in your post, your post will come up when they search hashtag sexy story. So it's another way to get eyes on your work is that through Instagram. Excellent. I'm going to definitely be looking into that a lot more now. Definitely. That's very interesting. And pictures are very important on Instagram. So if you can like somehow post a good picture, a really good picture, sexy picture, they, they obviously are, they're a little bit more restrictive with, I mean, you know, if anything nudity, they're just like, they just nix it like immediately. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have a sexy photo or, you know, something of nature or something that looks sensual to you or part of the body that isn't, you know, genitals or whatever, that kind of thing, you usually can (laughs) get away with that. Oh, amazing. So what genres do you like to read? I I certainly enjoy reading erotica. That's that goes without saying I do enjoy that um, but I also enjoy science fiction I really enjoy reading horror um, so that's probably the main my main go-to genres right there is those those kind of three and psychological thrillers as well I do like a psychological thriller oh yeah those are really good ones for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you have any authors that you admire um for the horror certainly I mean, old school, but Stephen King, love his his writing. Um, Dean Kuntz for the horror as well. I love him. Uh, erotica, it's mostly been erotica writers and authors that um, I've come across on Twitter that I've been reading. So um, there's like, I don't know if you've heard Jamie Bell. She's really good. I've got her book of short stories and she does articles and I love all of her stuff. Um, there is another Alec Lake that I really enjoy his his writing as well. Um, that's erotica again. Um, and for poetry, um, probably at the minute, my favourite, again, it's somebody that I met on Twitter, but he writes on Medium and his name is Anthony O'Duggan. And he writes a lot of sensual poetry that are, it's just, I love it. I can't, sometimes I'll go back and read a poem over and over again. So yeah, it's it's nice that they are, they would interact with you if you message them and they're really good at um, maybe giving you support. And that's really, really nice as a, as a new erotic writer to have support from quite established writers as well. So that's been really nice. Yeah, I have to say the erotica writing community on Twitter is unbelievable. People are so supportive of each other. I just, it, you know, I'm in the writing community and the non-erotic side and it's nowhere near the amazing connections, amazing support that I find in the erotic writing community on Twitter. So yay, erotic writers on Twitter, you guys fucking rock. Absolutely, they do. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I'll have to check out those writers. I always love to find new people and read new things and that's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Name one to three people who have influenced you the most with regards to your writing. Um, I would say um, influenced most. I'd probably say Jamie Bell, who I mentioned before. 
before and she's an erotic writer but she also does articles as well and that certainly influenced me to branch out into that kind of area where I wasn't doing articles before but I read a couple of hers that were really I mean they are all around um like erotic subjects but um sorry I've got children in the background now can you hear them shouting outside the door (laughs) one second sorry Right, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no big deal at all. <laughs> uh, so, right, I'll start that again. Um, so, right, writers that have influenced me. So, Jamie Bell, definitely. So, she, again, I've come across her on Twitter. She does a lot of erotic writing. She's written books, but she does articles as well. And I've read some of her articles, and they're so well written, and they are all around... Um, like sensuality and sexual um sort of topics and that really made me branch out into the articles now as well which I'm really really enjoying um and I would say from a poetry definitely again Anthony O'Duggan he's on medium and his poetry is just out of this world well I just love it um and I have to say reading his poems has made me want to be a better better poet myself and I've really studied poetry and like how I play with words. And so I've been quite heavily influenced. And I know, obviously, they're not people that maybe everybody would hear of, but absolutely worth looking at their work. And you'll see what I mean. It's just, it's phenomenal. Awesome. We'll definitely have to check them out. Both of them, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what advice do you have for other writers who are considering starting erotica? Oh, I would definitely say, without a doubt, um, just give it a go. If you're considering it, then it's, it's just such a lovely genre to write in. But it's so sensual. It's you're you're sort of provoking all these emotions from people. It's one of the. Th- I just. It's definitely the genre now that has taken over as my favourite to write. I just you get lost in the moment. You get lost in your own writing and when you read it back and you can feel your heart thumping and you're like oh it's it, in your own writing you're kind of getting all these emotions it's just I think it's wonderful I absolutely love it and it won't surprise me if I end up just not bothered with any other genre and just exclusively writing erotica I love it so much so I would definitely recommend if you're thinking about it go for it and see how it fits for you and um, I absolutely adore it I completely agree with you. <laughs> totally. I, everything you said, I, I totally align with that. That's awesome. <laughs> what are some of your non-writing hobbies that you'd like to share with us? Um, non-writing hobbies. Um, I go to the gym quite regularly. I don't, well, that's not true. I don't go to the gym because I don't like going to the gym. But what I do like doing is like classes, the workout classes, especially uh-huh. the dancey ones. I really enjoy them. So I love music. Um, and oh, I don't, I don't really, because I've got four children, I really don't have a lot of time to have too many hobbies. <laughs> Probably my two hobbies, writing and dance classes. That's it. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, I would just say certainly for anybody who is out there wanting to write and not sure of themselves and not sure if they should put themselves out there, I'd say just absolutely go for it because 
I very much was not in a position a year ago to put anything out. And I kind of feel like if I had, I would already have been a much better writer. I would have had much more experience. And, you know, I just wish, well, not even a year ago, I wish I'd started this much, much, many years ago. It's just so fulfilling. It's so good. People give so much advice. So even if you start off and it's maybe your writing isn't as great as you'd like it to be, the advice you get, you very quickly get much better at knowing what people want to sort of hear, how they want you to word or sort of structure your sentences. So things like that can all be gained experience along the way. So even if you feel like, well, I'm not that great, I don't want to share my stuff, just do it. And honestly, it's continued to improve. I think, as with anything, you'll get better and better and better as time goes by. So just go for it. Yeah, that's great. I totally agree with you. And just you just got to do it. You got to try it. And if you don't start sometime, people say, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But you got to start sometime. And the right time is always now. I completely, completely agree. There's always <laughs> going to be a reason not to do something. You're always going to find one. So you may as well just absolutely go for it. And what's the worst that can happen? You're in the same position. You know, it's the best that can happen is that you do improve and you eventually do manage to achieve your dreams. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for talking with me. I love talking with you and hearing all your answers. It's just been a great talk. And I really want to thank you for coming on my podcast. And to all the people listening, I will put her links down in the podcast notes so you can easily connect with her. Oh, Ruan, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been such a lovely relaxed for my first ever podcast. Uh, it's just been like a lovely chat. So that's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Oh, I love to hear that. I'm so glad you feel that way. <laughs> sure had fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.